2: Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www.winstonprep.edu.
0: And welcome back to the show. You know, one of the um, underreported, underacknowledged issues for so many of our vets is the homelessness among vets. And one of the great local nonprofits in our area is called Homes for the Brave. Uh, our local Kiwanis is very active. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, we always bring them food and gather with them. And we have a lot of members of the Western Kiwanis, particularly that are just very close to the people at Homes for the Brave in Bridgeport, which has both a male and female vet um, facility to house our veterans. And I saw that they broke ground with a big ribbon cutting, I think last week on More Homes for Homeless Vets. Uh, and this is meant to not be a permanent solution, but a comfortable, supportive, supervised, in-between solution before a lot of these vets with the proper services are able to make their way towards even more independent housing. Uh, I'm very delighted to recognize and to welcome our next guest, Captain Breezy Grenier, who's a semi-finalist for Miss Veteran America. She is a scientist a multidisciplinary ocean scientist by education, a mariner, educator, and entrepreneur by trade. She calls the ocean her home. She served four years in the U.S. Coast Guard and then studied at the University of Rhode Island. She received a Bachelor of Science in Geology and Geological Oceanography with minors in marine biology and underwater archaeology. She's explored all over the place. She's a member of the Explorers Club, which is no mean feat. You don't get to just pay your money and belong. You have to do something in the world to belong and she is a fellow at the Royal Geographical Society. Uh, what a fascinating background, what an interesting interesting human, Captain Breezy Grenier. Welcome to the Lisa Wexler show, Captain. I'm just delighted to have you on today. Hello.
3: Hello Lisa, good morning and thank you and also Happy Women Veterans Day.
0: <laughs> is that today? Is Happy Women is there it such is. a thing? Oh, I'm so happy yeah. you're on today. That's amazing. <laughs> well, well, let's start with that. You're competing in the Ms. Veteran America contest. What is
1: that?
3: Yeah, um, I actually just got back from our semifinal competition late about two a.m. this morning. Um, but Miss Veteran America was created to help showcase the women beyond the uniform um, and also raise awareness of the issues of women veteran homelessness.
0: And is that a big issue? Breezy, tell me about that. And why is that an issue? Talk to us. Uh,
3: It's an issue that keeps getting overlooked because the needs of women veterans aren't the same as our male counterparts. And a lot of the resources that are available for veterans in general aren't as particular for um, women. So women veteran homelessness is the fast uh, one of the fastest growing homeless populations but overall since the last pit report um, 11% decrease in veteran homelessness has been since 2022 to 2020 or from 2020
0: That's but good. during that
3: same time period it was a 10% increase specific to women veterans so the overall veteran population, we've been seeing that decrease from all the help and resources, but we still have our female counterparts increasing. So,
0: What are the primary reasons, Breezy, that you can identify for us as to why a woman who has come through any branch of the service would find herself destitute and without a place to live?
3: Um, for myself personally, a lot of the hindrances was for underemployment or even unemployment. Um, legal issues, military sexual trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder, disabilities, um, again, divorce, separation. That's a lot of issues I was dealing with. Um, domestic violence, um, losing your family or just a lack of a social support network, substance abuse. Um, there's, a, there's a laundry list of things involved. Um, but challenges women will go towards. Um, Our approach is different to men and how we're treated um, is different to men. So,
0: Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that women vets have something in common with each other that is apart from the general population besides the fact that they served? In other words, do you think there's something common about their character or their, frankly, their willingness to serve that sets them apart from other people, from other women?
1: Oh,
3: absolutely. A lot of us uh, are type A personalities, and it's um, a lot harder to ask for help uh, because we're the ones that are usually in charge of taking care of things, making sure everybody's okay, um, kind of the mama bear. Um, We're last to take care of ourselves. So when everything keeps going wrong and when it's things completely outside of your control, um, it's really hard, too. Say, hey, this is what's going on. Can someone help me for a change? Uh, And especially when it comes to women veterans, uh, even just comparing to women uh, women who are experiencing homelessness, women veterans are two times more likely um, than our civilian counterpart to become homeless.
0: Okay, and you've listed some of the very uh, from some of the very serious reasons why that would be so. Um, can you tell us, we're chatting with Breezy Grenier, can you tell us a little bit of your life story and where did you grow up and why did you decide to join the Coast Guard?
3: Yeah, so um, I'm born born and raised in Sherman, Connecticut. Um, I've always been drawn to the water. We had ponds on the property. I did um, a high school program at New Fairfield called Project Clear on Candlewood Lake. So I always make the joke my... Pond turned to a lake and led to the ocean. Mm. Um, I always wanted to go see what else was out there. Uh, so I decided to join the Coast Guard. Uh, first, my parents said they'd only pay for my college if I went in Connecticut. So I was like, um, yeah, let's see. <laughs> join the Coast Guard and move to Alaska. <laughs> um, and then further, that led uh, to my life with exploration and uh, especially now um, battling Uh, Marine debris and the ocean toxin problem um, affecting every corner of our earth So but through my personal demise it led me back full-time in Connecticut Um, My mom suffered neurological Lyme disease for over a decade and uh, my father had multiple stage 4 cancers um, But he ended up um, passing away a year after my mother uh, From broken heart syndrome and then supply chain issues with his medicine from the pandemic so um, Trying you, to bring the ocean back with time. me in Connecticut, uh, and continuing taking what they provided me in my life, and just carrying that moving forward um, and sharing that with everybody else um, is kind how of old how are you, I Breezy? keep going. How forward. old are you? How old? Are you? I'm 35.
0: Do you have uh, a family uh, of your own? A spouse, specific uh, significant other, children of your own?
3: Well, I have plenty of dogs. <laughs> I'm just but uh, I'm in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in the process of getting divorced. Um, okay. I've been separated from my estranged husband for about three years now. Okay. But because we're in different states, it's harder to get divorced. And then plus, just the finances involved um, and the time of being able to get everything sorted, it really adds up um, trying what, to officially yeah. cut loose.
0: And so after the Coast Guard, how old were you? When you, Are you still in the service, by the way? Or you're a veteran, meaning no, you're not in the service um, anymore,
3: right? No, I'm a veteran, but I'm a 200-ton licensed captain. Oh, um, okay. So I still work out on vessels. So. That's what I was
0: going to ask. So, was that, so the training that you got in the Coast Guard, that's been the way that you now have the skills to make a living outside the Coast Guard, right?
3: Correct. That aided to it.
0: Yeah. And so you, Captain... Uh, 200 ton. You, I, I'm, I'm completely unfamiliar with what that means. I have no idea what size a boat, a ship is that? It sounds like a pretty big ship.
3: So it's a little complicated because it's calculated by the cubic square footage of working space. But what I like to tell people here in Connecticut, if you've seen the Staten Island ferries, they're usually about a hundred ton um, because they're open. Okay. Um, so Depending on the size, it could be anywhere from a 75-foot vessel to a 200-foot vessel. Um, it's really dependent how it's constructed. So if anybody's been out on the Montauk Ferry, um, because it's enclosed, um, it's smaller, but it's still that higher tonnage. And so, do you?
0: And is that how you make a living now? You're piloting, you're captaining these boats.
3: Yeah, I work out on um, diving and service support vessels, research vessels. Um, I teach seamanship. And boat handling training, um, and really trying to teach the next generation that going into trades is a good thing. And you could just, you can do just as much science if you went into strictly a scientific field um, while you're doing operations. Um, And it gives us a much, I think, cooler and more unique perspective when we know how the data is collected um, and how every, the environment around it involves what we need to do um, to collect accurate data. So.
0: So we're chatting with Breezy Grenier, who's a, a woman veteran of the Coast Guard, trained right here in Connecticut, Connecticut, born and bred, 2033339422, and a semifinalist for the Miss Veteran America Contest. I understand the finals are on October 8th. So, um, I, you know, there's so much I can ask you, Breezy. I guess this is what I really want to know, because I'm very focused, our audience and I are very focused on the health and well-being of our oceans and environment, our coastal waters. What can you tell us from being out on the water that you really want us who are not on the water to know about the health of our, of our oceans right now? What are you seeing out there?
3: Everywhere I've been, it's plastic and single-use pollution. So if everybody could even just reuse your single-use item at least twice, that cuts the debris in half. Um, we need to go back to focusing on purchasing things of quality instead of quantity, um, and even just reusing and repairing items that we already have. Uh, we don't need one of each color <laughs> um, of any particular thing. Uh, and it, it's always going back to the basics. Like we see straws, helium balloons, um, just bottle caps, so much minor things, and that's just the easy things to pick out of our daily-use products, um, plastic bags, it, the list goes on. Uh, but if we could start really just focusing on reusing the items we have um, and trying to stay away from single-use, that will just be such a huge help. Um, and a lot of people don't like saying, too, is um, how heavily prescribed everybody is. A lot of those uh, toxins go right into our waterways. Um If you could test it in your urine, uh, you can find it in the water. So a lot of medicine helps us a lot, um, but when is too much um, to really go back to taking care of yourself, eating properly, healthily, um, even just minor exercise? Um, What can we do to prevent taking a pill for everything um, instead of making just better life choices?
0: We have a outside of the actual
3: f- medical medical condition. So, <laughs>
0: okay, thank you, Breezy. We're chatting with Breezy Grenier. Carla from Westport has a question or a comment for you. Hi, Carla. Welcome. This is my dear friend Carla. I think. Hello, Carla.
4: Hi, Lisa. Hi, sweetheart. Welcome back.
0: Thank you. Um,
4: I just wanted thank you, not thank you, Lisa, but veteran, uh, <laughs> right for her service and what she's doing right now. But there is something that always bothered me for years now. There is always a commercial of private enterprise raising money to donate homes to veterans men and sometimes women than the homeless. Do we know why the American government doesn't take care of our own veterans? I mean, we send billions even to Ukraine right now why can't they use the money to host homes for our veterans? Do we know why?
0: I know what I know what Carl is saying, Breezy. It seems infuriating with all of the important tax money that goes to supporting the military. It just seems infuriating that private enterprise has to help when when you would think that we would take better care of our veterans to begin with. And I think that's sort of what Paul is getting at here. Breezy, you have a thought Absolutely. on this? Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
3: Um, it, it is pretty curating. Um But what I always make the joke with uh, a lot of the government systems is by the time the programs um, are put in place or by the time they get funding or by the time, even the issue is acknowledged, um, That's already years past when the problem initially started. So we really need to start focusing on more preventative measures um, and having the resources in place. Um, Even with things as uh, as PTSD, what we know now, we had no idea about 20, 40 years ago. Um, So how they're having new treatments come about and getting the money to where it needs to be to have a preventative issue to get help before the problem gets to be worse. Um, and that's the same with our homeless uh, rates right now. Um, it's been a problem for years, but especially as more and more women are entering the military, um, that's a lot of what's having the women veteran population numbers also increases because there's more women experiencing this, these issues. Um, so- Breezy,
0: but Breezy, let me ask you something about the substance abuse and the post-traumatic stress. One can almost predict If you're going to go into the military and you're going to see action or you're going to be exposed to certain conditions, that it's frankly normal, typical, and a normal sort of reaction that the body and the brain will have some kind of a stress-induced reaction. If we know it ahead of time, why aren't we giving people treatment in the service before they're discharged? It's... When you're getting out, um, so when I was getting out of the Coast
3: Guard, uh, this was 10 years ago, um, it was even just kind of just talked about, like, here's this service. If you need it, call it. Um, it wasn't really explained as well because um, when you're getting out of the service, it's, you're so excited for your next steps or seeing what's going to happen next. Um, a lot of times the information might be given but not is elaborated on or really internalized. Um, and that's where we see a lot of issues, too, is there could there are programs out there. It's just nobody knows they're there. They might have forgotten about it. Um, or, I mean, with how many PowerPoints we have to sit through or how many training lectures we have to sit through, it kind of becomes null. So keeping that training that's so vital to keeping our health and well-being on par, have it more interesting, have it more lively interaction. Um just having it. So we remember those resources are there. And then at the same time, when you go access those resources, um, for myself, I've after my parents passed away, I also had 12 immediate family uh, family members pass away since. So I was having a hard time um, losing my whole family support system. Really?
0: Oh, Um, it's terrible. Yeah.
3: It's, I mean, I look at it as they're no longer suffering. They lived good lives. Um, and
0: they're Do you have brothers and better sisters? Place now. Do you have I'm an only child. You're an only child, and your parents so,
3: are gone. Yeah.
0: Are you in touch with the women that were in your platoon? That it's, I don't know if you call it platoon, but, I mean, are you in touch with the women that you served with? Do you have a special bond with them? Uh, some of the women, yes,
3: they were my shipmates. Um, and more. I, I get along with the guys better than a lot of my female counterparts. But it's funny, now that I've been out, um joining veteran groups whether it's snowboarding scuba diving paddle boarding fishing um reconnecting with the women after um has been a new front because a lot of us are like whenever like let's say if I got pulled over if I get stopped um at a grocery store for like happy veterans day everybody's like oh was it your husband that served was it your father that served and it's like no, I, I was the veteran, thank you. Um and all of us keep saying kind of a similar story being like it's kind of hard when we serve, um everybody assumes it's somebody else that served opposed to us when we show up to events or we go and interact or with our veteran license plates or if it's our veteran car uh veteran cards. Um it kind of gets tough. <laughs> um Always explaining, yes, we were actually a veteran, and we served too well, well,
0: I want to thank you very much. I want to wish you good luck in October, by the way, and I think it's very cool that you have this pageant to bring people's attention to this. Are you active, Breezy Grenier? Are you active with Homes for the Brave in Bridgeport? Do you know that organization? I know of that
3: organization, um, but I'm not active with them mm-hmm. um, but I would love to be. I saw that they had a comedy show uh, a while back, and all these things are great just to raise awareness, raise money, and raise light to the issues of what's going on.
0: Well, there's a great guy named Vince Santilli. He was with People's Bank for many years when it was People's Bank. And then he moved over to Homes for the Brave a few years ago, and he's been heading up that not-for-profit. And I I did just see a big ribbon-cutting. They've definitely expanded their facilities there. So if you want me to make an off- Um, you know, an off air introduction, I would be delighted to do so, Breezy. I bet he would just be so happy to meet you and talk with you.
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: I will. I will do that. Uh, Breezy Grenier, I want to thank you very much. Wish you good luck in the pageant and good luck in life. And thank you for your outreach to other vets and obviously your service to this country. Thank you.
3: Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's been quite the pleasure. Me too.
0: We'll be right back with more of the show coming up.
2: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
1: Go to
0: prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.